Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. On with Mario Lopez. You're on Mario Lopez. Joining me now on Zoom from the office, actor Brian Baumgartner. Welcome back to the show, man. Nice to see you. Mario, it's great to see you. Now, you were supposed to do this with Ben Silverman, one of the um, producers of the show, who is also doing the podcast with you, correct? That's right. So, he, uh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. So, so is this basically how the podcast is going to work? Sometimes you'll get Ben, sometimes you won't. You'll consistently get Brian? You'll consistently get me, yes. I show up every day, as I have for 15 years. But yes, occasionally he'll pop in. Um, now he, uh, he had the idea and went to Spotify about, you know, there's been a lot talked about, written about the office and he wanted us to tell our story. And so he approached me about partnering with him and executive producing with him an oral history of the office. So going back and when he asked me to partner, I was like, well, I don't know. I started thinking about we haven't filmed the show in seven years. The last scene that we filmed was seven years ago. Yet today, it is the most watched show in television. Isn't that amazing? Seven years after we finished. And so I, I just had this idea and wanted to explore why. Like, why is this show still resonating? And specifically, why are 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 13? Like, why is this new audience coming in? And, and why is it cool in... Why am I in a Billie Eilish song? 
You know, I I saw my 15 year old nephew with an office T-shirt the other day. I'm like, how? What? I I don't. He loves it, and he was going on and on. But you're right; it's incredibly fascinating. And God bless streaming, huh? For (laughs) for that. But why? What? Why do you think that is? Have you had to sum it up? Well, I mean. We, we come up with a bunch of theories and I, I go back and I talk to everyone. I, I assembled over a hundred hours of, of personal interviews. So, um, and talk to everybody. I mean, Steve Carell, who hasn't really talked about the show since he left nine years ago, sat down with me for a number of hours uh, and we talked about it. And I think there's a, lo- a lot of reasons. One that never really occurred to me uh, sp- specifically about why it's attracted to young kids. When we were on, Right. And we were struggling. That's the other thing. We tell the story like that. We were almost dead after six episodes. Hmm. And then after 12, we were definitely dead. I mean, Angela Kenzie tells a story of taking the nameplate off of her trailer because it was we were we were done. And we, we there was an idea. I don't remember the number, but it was like, oh, oh, if there are 200 million people who work in offices in the United States. So if, if a, a little percentage of them like the show, then we're set. But I think what we didn't realize was the attraction of the show to young people. And I think one of the reasons is that The Office is a mirror in some ways to the experience of school. You're sitting in Mm. class. You have an unreasonable boss slash teacher that makes you do unreasonable things at times. Rules that don't don't make any sense. You're sitting next to people that you don't choose who, you know, in a lot of cases, who you sit next to. And as you progress through school year after year, it's the same people with the, you know, the crush between the cool kids and the weird creed in the corner. And, you know, I mean, so there's an archetype of character that, that, that mirrors, I think the school experience being stuck together in a place that, that makes, you don't have any choice about. That makes a lot of sense. That, ma- that makes a lot of sense. And, and it's genuinely funny, uh, which I think uh, right. uh, helps. Do you think though, Brian, you could make the office today with his PC as we've become you, you know, think that has a lot oh, to do with it too? Uh, that you know, it was just not that long ago where you could you could kind of flex those comedy muscles a little bit more. And now a lot of that stuff probably wouldn't fly. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I think it's tough. I mean, I it's a look. It's a weird, weird, very difficult and confusing time. I go back to one a moment that to me is like quintessential The Office, and you have Michael Scott, and he turns around. a a chair in the conference room and he's leaning over the back and he's looking very, you know, I mean, he genuinely cares and he's talking to Oscar and he says to Oscar, Oscar, what's something less offensive to call you than Mexican. (laughs) And Oscar says that there's nothing offensive about Mexican. Michael says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's something less offensive (laughs) to call you than Mexican. And this is a, this is something you cannot say. You cannot say that is wrong on. No, no, it's I'm Mexican. And I think it's funny. (laughs) And I think it's funny and it's, and it should still remain. But, but I get your point that I think it's the absurdity that, but go on, let me go ahead. No, but I, but to me, the takeaway is in that same moment, you have 15 other people in the room. And what the other 15 people in the room are saying and the expression on their face or their size or whatever is like, 
this is wrong. Like this is not this is not an appropriate thing for you to say. You are misguided. You are you know you are you are not woke. But the, sure. therein lies the comedy, wouldn't you say? That is what I think. And see, so for see. me, the overall message of the office is incredibly progressive. And, 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 and what we're talking about is incredibly progressive. And I don't understand. I personally don't understand why that can't be shown. I mean, the, this is, this is an amazing example. We, as we went through, right, we're at NBC Universal. You understand this experience. And, you know, we had to every year have a sexual harassment seminar, mm-hmm. right? And they would come to the set and we would Mario's all sit had, around. Mario's had three yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not surprising. But <laughs> we, we would sit around and they would, you know, the HR people from NBC Universal would, would give their talk. And then they would have videos for us, right, to entertain it. And the videos they would show were from our show oh about God. what not to do. Right? <laughs> but the but the point was when we were sh- when we were doing those scenes, we were aware. Of course, this is not what you're supposed. This is not okay. It's acting. It's comedy. It's of course. not okay to to bring in a sex a sex doll <laughs> during sexual harassment. This is not something that is okay. Right, but. Um, unfortunately, some, I think there's just a narrow view where you, you can't say the words and there are some words you shouldn't say, but there, that you can't even make the point when I think what's missing is the larger context is so much more important. I agree. A- absolutely agree. You know, I, it's interesting cause it is so popular. I think that it could be, it could air today. I just don't know that anyone would buy the show today, like to air it. Like, no one would pick the show up and air it if it were brand new because it seems offensive. But it clearly still works. It clearly still works. I think the, I think the bigger pr- problem would be that um, the jokes would, even if it was picked up, a lot of the jokes would get, yeah. would get censored by standard practice. I mean, you know, but, but, I, but I, you know what? I think it proves not to cut you off. The massive, massive success it's having now is that people appreciate that type of humor and it's just the vocal loud minority that's making noise right <laughs> that would like want to understand that it's humor. of course yeah. of course of course they do hey um you mentioned brian that you guys were almost dead in the water after 12 episodes correct who was yeah. your flag carrier that wanted to keep it on the air who who do you credit for and why did it continue to stay on the air then there's no question and we talk about this um <clears throat> in the podcast and I, I sit down with Kevin Riley, who was the, the chairman of NBC at the time. Ah. And he, um, he risked everything. And he, 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 at one point tells me, I knew I was going to be fired. Uh, there was a great chance I was going to be fired at any moment, but he believed so much in the show. And we have a, a picture. I have it in my office actually um, that when we won the Emmy after the second year, and we were backstage at the Emmys and, you know, everybody's holding their trophies and we're, we're having the pictures. A bunch of us picked up Kevin Riley above our head <laughs> and, 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 and held him there for the pictures. And I have the picture in my office still because there's no question if it weren't for the courage uh, of him uh, that we would not be on. And, and the next episode that, that, um, that, that comes out on Tuesday talks about the second season and how difficult it was 
Um, and it, it's, it's, it's true. It's what they say. It sounds like a movie. Like it can't possibly be true. But throughout the second season, all of these things that happen from 40 year old virgin making Steve Carell a major star to the first ever video iPod coming out mm. and the office debuting number one on that to all of these successes that happen piece by piece by piece by piece that at the end of the second season, uh, us winning the Emmy and us realizing that we were going to be around for a while um, is truly a story that, that you, you don't get if you're streaming it on Netflix. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't remember the history or understand and what I think is going to be fun for people is hearing the story going back in and, 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 and then being able to watch the show. Not that I'm advocating for people having to watch it again, but you will see <laughs> shifts that happen with, sure. with, within the show. Yeah. You'll see how, how specific characters were changed and how storylines were adapted that, that continued the growth and build of the show. Kevin Riley is an awesome guy. So that, that, that's cool to hear. Now, when you break down each episode, is it chronologically or do you bounce around? Um, it's generally chronologically. I mean, I, I've been saying like oral histories, right. Have existed since pre-writing, like right, right. Cavemen or whatever. Like you're telling the history of, of something right. that's happened. So we do start at the beginning, but we then we, we break out of that structure a little bit and we'll talk about the writer's room and specifically the, the impact of, of our specific writer's room that birthed now like the greatest television producers and writers that exist today that came mm -hmm. from also total, uh, uh, you know, they were totally unknown entities before this time. And talk about the writer's strike that happened in 2008, which mm. was right in the middle of our run. That's right. That the office had a huge impact to cause that writer's strike in a lot of ways when we were producing online video content and not getting paid for it for the first time. Now the idea that anything that happens on the internet is free. Yeah. Um, well, you wouldn't like that so much. And so, yeah, it's <laughs> a, it's, we do sort of break out and look at those things and then obviously spend a lot of time with Steve. Um, you know, his, his decision to leave and how that impacted the show and, and ultimately, you know, how we decided to end it. You mentioned Billie Eilish earlier, who's, who's a huge fan. She actually is one of your guests too, right? She does come in uh, and talk to me a little bit because I, to me, it's just so fascinating when we talk about the young people. I mean, that's her, right? I mean, and she's watched it 14 times or whatever. And she talked a lot about um, that. It brings her comfort that there is a, there is, and I think the show does that. There's a nostalgia. There's the, something about the theme song playing that the repetition of that, these people that, um, you know, not to reference a different show, but like cheers, right? It's sure. like sometimes, what is it? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Exactly. There's a, like a familiarity with these characters. And I think a lot of people find anyway, that when you watch it again, you discover new things that happen in it again. Um, and yeah, so to me, it was just fascinating to talk with her and her decision to write a song and for my voice to be in it. I mean, it's just sort of so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. And real quick, um, I hear you're working on a new comedy for the Zoom era. What's that about? A new comedy for the Zoom era? What am I working on? Is that a rumor that's floating around there? It sounds good. 
Or maybe we or, were to oh, do. Oh no, no, that Ben is doing that. Oh, that was Ben. We would have that answer if Ben. Had we would up. have that answer if Ben had showed up. That rat bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, he's work. He's working with another uh, on um, with another one of my old coworkers on that. Yes, he is. That's and I was like, oh my god, are you? Talk- I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I did do. I will tell you this. I did do the um, the. Uh, uh, Jason Reitman, the uh, Princess Bride thing. Have you checked that out at all? Oh, I'm familiar with that. I haven't oh, checked oh, it out. Quibi, but, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that yet. It, it, well, yeah. you're in it, so you'll probably say it's good. But is it good? I did, <laughs> I did do that. It was crazy. So that the idea of that was Jason Reitman shooting a frame-by-frame remake of A Princess Bride <laughs> with um, – he sent me an email. I think there were 90 actors – who all filmed it on their own oh my gosh. on iPhones during quarantine using props and costumes around the house. Oh, So I will, spoiler alert, I was uh, the great Andre the Giant. Yes. <laughs> Big shoes to fill. Or, uh, for a, but it was like we were all playing those the parts just for like a scene. or um, And actually his idea was he brought from the office myself and um, – Oscar Nunez and Angela Kinsey as uh, as uh, Fezzik and um, well you know so so he Wallace got John and uh, so the accounting yeah, department uh, uh, on the the accounting department on cliffs of insanity remaking up <laughs> there's the pitch right That's there fantastic that's fantastic all right listen before I let you go I'm gonna put you on the spot quick questions quick answers all right Okay. All right, here we go. Dream podcast guest. Steve Carell. Favorite show you've watched during quarantine. Ooh. Um shoot. Uh, oh, I know. I have one. I, I don't know how I missed it. I, I I don't I don't understand, but Shits Creek is really funny. Have yes. you seen Shits? Yes. I, I have it, but I hear nothing but great things about Hilarious. it. It's funny, I right? I don't know why I missed it, but yes, that's it. Celebrity crush growing up. Um, uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> Good taste. Yeah. <laughs> Best chili you've ever had. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> and what's something you've learned in 2020? Man. Enjoy and appreciate life as much as you can every freaking day. That's some solid advice right there. Brian, nice catching up with you, man. Thanks so much for taking the time and, and congrats on the podcast. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much, Mario. Great to talk to you. An oral history of the office podcast available now. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Take care. All right. Talk to you later. On with Mario Lopez. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 